Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Surprise Jab Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ruger, surprising you with all sorts of new talking points, discussions, and jabbing you with your daily dose of UFC. How's that intro sound? I, I like it. I like it. I was debating, testing out new intros here and there, kind of see what fits, and um, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. kind of incorporates the title and discusses what we're talking about. I think I might ad of sorts saying what's surprising is going to be on the episode but you know we're all about trying out new things keeping this rolling all right we got a lot of stuff to talk about today ladies and gentlemen we have a lot to talk about the main event of course being the ufc fight night preview holly holmes versus myra bueno silva that'll be the final thing we talked about but we have lots more to go over from Kevin Lee retiring to Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, uh, the PFL signing with USADA, Fury and Ninganu, their boxing bout was just announced, and even talking about the Ultimate Fighter. All right, so without ado, let's dive in. It's been a it's been a pretty good week. I hope everyone's had an amazing week. Uh, the podcast has been doing pretty well. Uh, Instagram page up and running, you know, uh, plug it in on TikTok, plug it in on Twitter. We're trying to go all around. Before we get into anything, the UFC rankings actually did update this past Tuesday, and I got a couple things right. In fact, I think I got just about everything right. Um, here are the main takeaways I got. All right. Number one, Volkanovski is now the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world as he passes John Bones Jones. I correctly predicted it, man. With a performance like that, uh, being more active than John Jones has been, without a doubt, Alexander Volkanovski deserves that number one spot. Pantoa debuting at number nine in the pound-for-pound, correctly predicted. That makes complete sense. What I sort of predicted was... um. Robert Worker getting bumped off and Moreno going down. But Brandon Moreno drops all the way to number 15. That is very disrespectful. Why is he ahead of... Why is he, I mean, why is he behind Robert... Uh, not Robert Worker, Dustin Poirier and Jamal Hill. All right, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Even Alex Pereira, all right? I mean, come on. Moreno hasn't been finished. This is ridiculous. Um, the other three big ones, Striscus Duplessis does move to the number one contender spot in the middleweight division. I love it. He'll be fighting out of song at UFC 293. That'll probably be announced in the coming weeks, I assume, without a doubt. Unless they throw a curveball, but I doubt they will. Um, at the light heavyweight division, Alonzo Menfield, correctly, as I may say, I predicted, takes uh, Jimmy Crute's spot at number 14. I still like a Dominic Reyes fight. I'll be adamant about that. And last but not least, in the lightweight division, Dan Hooker actually moves up to 10, passing Grand Doss as well. I think he should fight up. He can fight anyone. I saw someone pitch off Elvis Eve. I think that is a very good option for what could be next for Dan Hooker. But yeah, that's all we got about UFC 290. Uh, I know we're going to leave it in the past, but it was memorable. Best event of the year. And I'll be excited to go over it uh, at our end-of-the-year show in December. Stay tuned for that. That's a, whew, it's like half a year away, all right? But let's go over some... Do I call it unfortunate? We'll just, we'll just start out with a little appetizer of sorts of topics as Kevin Lee retires. Kevin Lee, MMA fighter, fought in the UFC, went 11-8 and eight with three performance bonuses. Uh, he actually fought Tony Ferguson for the interim UFC lightweight championship in 2017. Uh, a 19 and 8 MMA career in total with 11 finishes. Only age 30. And he's calling it quits, but 
I would not say he ended on the best run of sorts. I mean, he had that win over Diego Sanchez in Eagle FC, which was Khabib's promotion. I don't know if that's even continuing. But his UFC run certainly did not go well. I mean, the Renat Fakhrdinov loss, very bad. Lost to Daniel Rodriguez. Lost to Charles Oliveira. I mean, unfortunate stuff, but that Gregor Gilseppe KO will always remain in our hearts. Kevin Lee, we appreciate you, but your time has sadly come. All right. Let's talk about a big one. A big one in the, not mixed martial arts, but um, in the boxing community as Tyson Fury. If you know who Tyson Fury is, he is a massive boxing star. He's like, gosh, I think he might be approaching 40-0. He's undefeated, never lost, only has one draw against Deontay Wilder. They have one of the greatest trilogies of all time in uh, combat sports. And he'll be taking on Francis Ngannou. If that rings a bell, it should because he's the former UFC heavyweight champion. Wow, this is huge. I didn't actually think this fight was going to happen. I mean, you hear rumors about it, but it's actually going down October 28th in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they have all the big events in Saudi Arabia now. WWE does it. UFC does it. Boxing does it. Next thing you know, we're going to be getting NFL and NBA games in Saudi Arabia. Heck, they might even bring hockey. We'll put a hockey rink in the middle of the desert. How's that sound? Saudi Arabia just loaded with billionaires. I believe it's all from oil. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know for sure. I have to do a little investigation of sorts. I've been thinking about doing maybe a conspiracy theory episode of the Surprise Gem Podcast. That'd be a big surprise, but we'll just leave that untouched at the moment. Don't really know the pay yet for this fight. I've been told that Francis Ngannou will be making more than he ever made in the UFC. Could be looking at $10 million, $20 million, a lot of millions for Francis Ngannou. As for Tyson Fury... Probably in the 50 million range. I mean, he's on Floyd Mayweather level of um, stardom. I don't know if he's as popular, but I think he is. Certainly in uh, the UK, he is massive. Uh, his brother Tommy recently beat Jake Paul in, I believe that would have been April. Very, eh, it was an okay fight, but Tyson Fury, much, much more renowned than Tommy Fury. Uh, 10-round fight, so we'll see how Ngannou's gas tank holds up. I mean, 10 rounds. Let's say it's even a two-minute, two-minute rounds each, which would I would assume would be two-minute rounds each for a 10-minute fight. 10-round uh, fight, corrected. Um, that'd be a 20-minute fight, which I suppose, you know, it's a bit different from MMA, where your championship fights, you have five five-minute rounds. Anything else is just three five-minute rounds. But for boxing, I mean... I've seen two-minute rounds, and I've seen three-minute rounds. So, very interested, interested to see what goes down. Tyson Fury's last win came in December of 2022. So, it'll have been just under a year. He had a TKO win over Derek Chioza in London. I actually did catch that fight. It was kind of interesting. Kind of looked like a shove or something, but he was going to beat Derek nonetheless. And as for Nganu, he has not fought since January 2022 at UFC 270. I... Trust me, I remember that fight. He won a unanimous decision, unanimous decision against Cyril Gaon and has not fought since. So it'll be oh, close to a two-year layoff for Ngannou when he fights. But I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I've been told they will not be stripping Tyson Fury of his uh, WBC, I believe, for any of my boxing fans out there, WBC belt. He will not be stripped of that. He will be able to keep it which I suppose will be pretty good. An early prediction I could make 
as of right now, because I will definitely be watching this. This is very interesting. Uh, definitely captivates my attention. Uh, but I do not think Ninganu can beat him. All right, I truly believe Ninganu is a one-punch fighter. Now, in his win over Shogun, he showed grappling, but that won't do him any good here. All right, that will not do him any good. And I could see a round four or five TKO win for Tyson Fury. That's correct. Tyson Fury will be my prediction. But I mean, Ninganu is one-punch power. I mean, you eat it. You eat a gut shot. You eat it. You eat a shot like that, and you are just going out. You are going out, man. That'll take the wind out of you. But that's for a future. That's for a future time. As, I mean, it's in October. I mean, I turned 21 in October, so October's going to be a very, very fun month indeed. I um I noticed I haven't really been plugging myself as of sorts, so I actually took note of some of my socials. You can follow me on. Uh, Verdict MMA. If anyone doesn't know what Verdict is, it is a site where you can predict UFC fights. You can uh, actually enter tournaments and win money. I don't personally. Not very good at sports gambling. Do not take my picks. I'd, uh, I compare myself to, what's his name, Trent the Fade God or something. Book it with Trent. I think that's it, actually. Um, yeah, on Verdict, I am ZTR2002. My initials and my birth year. That same goes for my TikTok. Not as big on TikTok. I upload a bit here and there, try and stay consistent. But uh, certainly not as much as I am on Verdict. Uh, add me as a friend. And we can uh, square off and see who knows their fights better on Instagram. And uh, actually, no, Twitter is just my name, Zach Ruger. We'll uh, just uh, repost episodes of the Surprise Jeb podcast there. And as for my Instagram, Zach underscore Ruger. And we also have the Instagram for the Surprise Jeb podcast. It's just the name, no spaces. Um, very happy. Going to be kicking off. Trying to post every single day especially when episodes drop, and I have been considering setting up my phone to film. Don't know how the quality would be, but it would certainly be something interesting if we could go live on YouTube, live on maybe even Twitch. I don't really know about Twitch, but we shall see. So had to drop the plug, you know, had to make sure everyone's following me, knowing about everything. And please let me know what you like and dislike, because one of the most important things is criticism, whether good or or bad, and I want any feedback I can get, because I want to improve this, all right, I want no talking points, I want to know if I'm too close to the mic, too far away from the mic, just anything, all right, and I'll appreciate any of the feedback, but yes, let's move in to another topic, speaking of PFL, if you didn't know, Francis Ngannou is a part of PFL, which is why we're going to bridge over as Oh, I should probably talk about what the PFL is for anyone who's not a huge MMA fan. The PFL is the, what is it, the Professional Fighters League, I believe. They have a, how do you even describe it? A season. They have a season of sorts. You get two qualifying matchups. Then you go to the playoffs. Then I believe you have a quarterfinals, semifinals championship. Or maybe it's just semifinals championship. I think it's just semifinals championship. Excuse me. And basically on one card they have like eight or nine championship fights. It's actually kind of entertaining. It costed money last year. They put it on pay-per-view, which was a very bad marketing move as the years before. It was not and it was much more available to everyone to listen to, uh, to watch. And for some reason they decided uh, not to do that. 
but the PFL has recently been in the news. Their play, their uh, playoffs is kicking off, but that's not why they're in the news, as they've just partnered with USADA's anti-doping agency. If anyone doesn't know, that's what the UFC uses. It's also been in the news as Conor McGregor has not entered into it, thus not making him eligible to fight this year. But I don't know if he can find a loophole. We'll see, but... But PFL was recently forced to suspend four of its top fighters. One being Rob Wilkinson, who was the light heavyweight champion from their last season, 2022. And their 2021 heavyweight champ, Bruno Capeloza. Very big uh, suspensions they had to hand out for banned substances. And Tiago Santos of UFC fame and Christoph Jotko of UFC notability also suspended. I mean, come on, guys. Come on, you know, I don't take, I don't even think I take supplements. Really, I don't. Maybe some vitamins here and there. But how can you be taking these knowing that you're not supposed to? Or maybe they just, maybe they're accidentally taking them with something else. I think that could be the case. Or they have coaches telling them it's okay. But at the end of the day, you're jeopardizing yourself. And you're, quite frankly, not going anywhere. Because you're getting suspended. Then you're not allowed to fight. You're not making money. And you can't earn any more fame. So very embarrassing stuff from those guys. But um, I'm sure they the PFL will work this out. And um, we'll be back. Has this season been good? A lot of upsets. And the one thing about upsets in MMA compared to... Actually, this goes for every single major sports league. Is that... The front office, all right, we're talking we're talking Roger Goodell, we're talking Adam Silver, we're talking Dana White, all right. They want the top teams, the top fighters, to fight each other, all right, to play each other. And I don't blame them. Can anyone blame them? It makes them more money, which is their end game is profit. But when you get upsets like Jesus Pineda knocking out Brendan Lonay, who was last year's um Gosh, what was it, lightweight champ in the PFL? It kind of kind of dampens their mood because they're like, okay, now we have this irrelevant guy fighting for a belt, and no one really cares. And I'd almost compare it to, um, I'm going to probably bring this up as a reference for Alexander Pantoja, as he doesn't have much personality. All right, we'll see how his title reign goes. But, I mean, the thing about Leon Edwards, he had no personality, and he had to create one. All right, the pound-for-pound headshot, dead, iconic. So... We'll see how PFL does. They don't necessarily have the hugest names, but um, they do have Francis Ngannou under their banner. But he is not fighting under them, so I do not consider him a fighter. They also have signed Jake Paul, and Jake Paul has not fought. He actually, actually, I was going to bring that up. He's actually taken on Nate Diaz, I believe, in August. What is it? August, I don't even know, August 26th, maybe, something like that, I believe. So random. He's definitely knocking out Nate Diaz or just beating him silly through 8 to 10 rounds. Um, Nate Diaz, I don't know why you left the UFC to go for box. If it's for money, good for you. But at the end of the day, I question how much I can get beat up. How much money will it take for me to get beat up and knocked out? Probably a lot because that's humiliating. Think about Ben Askren. Everyone will remember that. Everyone remembers Ben Askren. And if you don't, look up him versus Jorge and him versus Jake Paul. Very embarrassing stuff. On another note, something we covered on the last podcast was the ultimate fighter. We were talking about how McGregor is 0-6 and how what if he doesn't win at all the rest of the season. And by gosh darn it, Jason Knight 
finishes. Oh, gosh. What was his name? Louise? I don't even remember. He submits Conor McGregor's guy in, was it even a minute? All right. Very, very embarrassing. McGregor falls to zero and seven. That's right. Oh, and seven. The final fight will be next week for the uh, opening round before we get into the semifinals. I believe they actually have a bracket set up on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but we'll t- talk about that in a second. Um, but at the end of the episode, McGregor did bring up to Dana White what will happen. And Dana, Dana's in there next to Hunter, and he goes, I don't know. It's never happened before. They don't know what to do. And quite frankly, they mentioned sending fighters over to the other team. That doesn't even make sense. They've been beefing with McGregor all season long. And it just wouldn't, I feel like it wouldn't gel. It wouldn't even make sense, all right? It's never happened before, so all hope for Team McGregor rests on the hands of Rico Di Sicalio. Sounds Italian. He'll take on Hunter Azur. I recognize that name. Um, I don't necessarily know his record, and I'm not going to look at it, because I don't really care that much. But uh, we'll see. That episode airs next Tuesday, so is that uh, maybe like five days away or something? From it, I'll be interested to see. McGregor's actually lost a lot of weight. I saw a before and after photo of him from episode 1 to episode 7. Training, alright, maybe even a little dieting has kept him a bit more slim. Happy to see it, and I, eh, I do not hold hope out for December. I'll be very surprised. People can come back to this and be like, oh, you, you, you were saying he isn't going to fight and he is... I do not see him fighting. And I could even see them holding him out till UFC 300. I think that they could be that bold as to save McGregor. But that's just how it goes. All right, the final fight is next weekend. Prediction, I'm hey, I'm going with Rico. All right, I was going to say Hunter Azur. I fumbled my words and decided to go with Rico. Di Sicalio. All right. But as for the bracket, all right, here are your current matchups. Um, I would say which team these fighters are from, but we all know they're from Team Chandler, so no need to say that. All right, in Bantweight, you'll have Cody Gibson taking on Timor Valev. Prediction, Timor Valev by decision. All right? The winner of Hunter and Rico will fight Brad Katona. And depending on how this fight goes, I will probably go with Brad Katona because he's actually pretty good. Right then, moving on to lightweight, you have Roosevelt Roberts with the best finish of the season, um, and he'll be taking on Kurt Holliball. And I'm going with Roosevelt by round one knockout. All right, not going with Roosevelt. Then we have Jason Knight and Austin Hubbard. That's probably the closest fight of the season, honestly. On paper, Jason Knight, Austin Hubbard. Um, I don't even know where to go with. I might go with Jason Knight, honestly, but we'll see. We shall see. The Ultimate Fighter wraps up in August, I believe. So, we'll be checking it out, but I don't hold too much hope for McGregor's team. But I'll still I'll still root them on. I, I still hope that his boys can get it done. All right. And speaking of boys who are done, we lost a UFC fighter today, guys. All right. He didn't die. Nothing drastic. But he was cut. A legend of the UFC. Zaligas Zumalagov. All right. He is an illustrious 1-6 and six in the UFC. That is right. A professional record of 14 wins, 9 losses. All right. Comical, all right, is Zalagas. He infamously lost three split decisions to end his UFC career. In fact, lost a lot of decisions. But, I mean, he fought Raleem Paiva, Amir Al-Bazi, Manel Cape. Some tough competition. But people notoriously think he won the Charles Johnson and Jeff Molina fights and that he was robbed. 
He was not robbed against Joshua Van. Joshua Van won their last time they fought. But as for Zalagas, with his Patty Pimblet looking haircut, he will head back to, gosh, where is he from? Kyrgyzstan or something? I can't remember. Baz for Zalagas, he was cut today. Goodbye to him. I don't know whenever I think of like Kyrgyzstan or like uh, Tajikistan. I always think of like Borat. If anyone's seen that movie with Sasha Baron Cohen, the first and second one, how he's from some nation over there. And those are some hilarious movies. I encourage people to check those out. Uh, definitely graphic, but it's all real. They filmed it with real people, which makes it even more entertaining. So. That's all we got before we talk about the UFC Fight Night um, predictions. And we're going to go over the whole card because it's been constantly changing, so that could take a while. But I have one more talking point. Is that, and that talking point is Secret Invasion, the TV show out by Marvel right now starring Nick Fury, also known as Samuel L. Jackson. The legend. The absolute legend that is Samuel Jackson. Um, four episodes out currently, I've seen... Essentially, I'm pretty sure every spoiler, but um, I'm going to attempt to watch them all. I actually saw the first episode. I kind of skimmed through it. Um, I think, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, anyone should skip this part if you haven't seen it. All right, three, two, one. I saw that Maria Hill dies, which was very shocking. I've also seen that Talos dies. I've seen that, I'm pretty sure, Rhodey, War Machine, is a Skrull. But uh, I'll have to watch the four episodes, then rank them for you guys. Um, but yeah, I uh, just haven't really been watching too many Marvel Disney Plus shows. They've been kind of bad, and I've been heard mixed. I've heard mixed reviews on this one. Uh, but we'll have to check it out. You know, maybe I'll watch that tonight. We'll see. All right, um, we're gonna take a quick intermission for you guys. It'll be no time, and then we're gonna go over the entire UFC fight night: Holly Holmes versus Myra Bueno Silva. We'll be back in a second. Thank you. All right, and we are back. All right, I uh, scanned over the card real quick, collected some of my thoughts, and I'm ready to dive in. It's not the best card, but like I said, on every card you can find some positives and some minuses. All right, you gotta find the good in everything. So. Let's dive in, because that's essentially what uh, made me want to start this podcast, is just going over fight nights. So if you like that, let me know. If you don't, then skip the segment, because I'm going to do this every single week. All right? So um, let me move the mic into position, and let's... Okay, as I assume everyone can hear that there's a cutoff there. That cutoff was actually um, the audio cutting out as I had accidentally muted my mic when I went to move it and it did not pick up any of my prelim picks. I just rattled off 10 minutes worth of useless prelim picks and the audio did not pick up any of it. But you know, every show has technical issues. I wish I was I wish I was joking. I wish I was just saying this so I didn't have to cover the prelims, but <sighs> Oh man. That that sucks. That sucks. But it seems almost fitting that I only cared about the main card. And the main card's the only part that will make it into this podcast, right? So if anyone's pulling up UFC stats, looking at the card, here are my uh, official prelim picks. Aline Perez over Ashley Evan Smith by submission. Alexander Munoz over Carl Deaton by submission. Azat Maksum over Tyson Nam by decision. Evan Elder 
over Hanaro Valdez by some we'll go by decision. Mel Quizal Costa over Austin Lingo by decision. Victoria Dudakova over Estela Nunes by TKO. And Melsic Bagdasarian over Tucker Lutz by a knockout. Wow. I actually gave an analysis. I actually put my thoughts together. And sadly, no one will hear them. Because I'm not going back over them. I'm not going back over them. These prelims were brutal to cover. And sadly, we will not be able to hear about them. All right. But we move into the main card. I'm not writing this down in the official picks book. If anyone's, been, if anyone's listened to past episodes, you know I have an official picks book since 2020. I've had it. I write down all my picks. And as for the main card, let's get into my unofficial picks at the moment. But they will, they're probably not going to change. So no one needs to get too worried. And if you check out my verdict, you can see my official picks before the fight. All right. Let's dive in. Start off in the lightweight division. The lightweight division. So deep. So deep. We have Nazim Sadikov taking on Terrence McKinney. Let's see. Uh, Nazim is 8-1, 5'10", 155 pounds, 69-inch reach. Terrence McKinney, 13-5, 5'10", 73 inches. So four inches in reach is the only notable Difference here, uh, Nazim only holds one loss professionally. Um, as for his UFC, wow, his nickname is the Black Wolf. It's a very nice nickname. As for his UFC tenure, he is coming off the Contender Series, where he got a round three knockout. And he finished Evan Elder, who's fighting on the prelims, uh, via injury uh, earlier this year. So, Nazim, currently on a... Whew, Minimum two-fight win streak, could most definitely more. Take on Terrence McKinney, and Terrence is a staple now of the UFC lightweight division. So entertaining. Truly, truly, ride or die. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Is of his 18 professional fights, none have gone the distance. That's insane. He actually lost on the Contender Series by Flying Knee. Then his debut had a seven-second knockout of Matt Frivola. Then had a rear naked chokehold win over Ferris Siam. Then got knocked out by Drew Dober in a round. That was one of the craziest rounds. UFC Fight Night, Santos versus Ankaleev, March 12, 2022. Go watch the three minutes and 17 seconds fight of Terrence McKinney and Drew Dober. Absolute madness, right? Then he picked up a win over Eric Gonzalez earlier this year. He got brutally knocked out. By Ismail Bonfim. Wow. He put him to sleep with a flying knee. That was on UFC 283 on the prelims. I encourage you all to go look that up. If I could show clips, I would show that clip. It was brutal. Right? What I see from Nazim is he was actually dropped in his Evan Elder fight. So um, we're actually going to go. Terrence McKinney by a knockout. I like it. Maybe even submission. We'll see. I could see him getting a knockdown. Then strapping up a submission. But I'm going to go by knockout. I really like that value. Okay. Next up, women's featherweight. Don't even know how this is still a division. I thought they eliminated this division, but I guess not. As Chelsea Chandler is back to take on Norma Dumont. Chelsea Chandler recently in the news this week as she announced that Ronda Rousey was making a comeback to women's featherweight. That statement has since been disproven, but nonetheless, she made it. And it came right after... Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou was announced. So did Dana Texter. Be like, hey, why don't you drop some big bombshell thing to maybe draw the people away from uh, Francis Ngannou? But um, I don't know. 
Chelsea debuted last year on my birthday. They had a fight night on my birthday last year, October 1st, 2022. It sucked, so we won't even talk about it. But uh, she finished Julia Storia Linko in round one. Um, if anyone wants to see Julie, Juligia, what a weird name, fight again. So we're taking on Molly McCann next weekend at UFC Fight Night. Espinal Tibera in London. Love the London cards, right? But back to this event as Chelsea Chandler will be taking on Norma Dumont. Norma, she actually had a fight night win against Aspen Ladd. Um, gosh, was that last year? I can't even remember. Was that last year? No, it's 2021. Okay. Norma Dumont, 9-2. and two. Um, Wow, such a decision fighter. Gosh, I don't even know who to pick. This fight card's so bad. This is actually a terrible fight night card. Um, We'll go with whoever the underdog is. So, um, let's pick Norma Dumont. Wow. I hate to be mean to women's MMA, but they just they just don't put on the best of fights. All right. Next up, middleweight. What was originally supposed to be the co-main event is now down to the number three spot. When we get to the co-main, we'll talk about that. But Albert Duraf will be taking on June Young Park in the middleweight division. Um, Albert, I thought was an absolute dog before he actually lost. Um, what did he lose? Two, uh, he lost to Joaquin Buckley via injury, so I guess not too bad. Coming off a win over Chidi and Chukwe by split decision earlier this year. His net crank on the Contender Series was absolutely dirty. He's 16-4, 5'11", 75-inch reach. And he takes on Jun Young Park, who a lot of the MMA pages I follow on Instagram have Jun Young as one of the better unranked middleweights. 16-5, he's on a three-fight win streak. Last two fights have ended by rear naked chokehold. Um... As far as his UFC tenure goes, he only holds two losses. So, Jun Young, very good, but I'm rocking with Albert Durov. I, I really think Albert Durov is super good. I really do. All right. A dream fight for me would be Albert Durov versus, oh my gosh, who was, his name's on the tip of my tongue. He fought on um, Volkanovski and uh, Brian Ortega's Ultimate Fighter season. Andre Petrovsky. Andre Petrovsky. So talented. I love Andre Petrovsky. That would be a dream fight for me. All right. Moving into our whew, final three fights of the night. At lightweight, Ottoman as a tier takes on Francisco Prado. Ottoman, man, coming off a loss to Matt Frivola in 2022. He was knocked out in round one. But before that, he had two round one knockouts. So he's 13-1, an absolute dog. Uh, he takes on Francisco Prado, who I don't know too much about Francisco but um, I do know he lost his UFC debut to Jamie Malarkey. He got badly outgrappled, so they both suffered their first losses last time out for Prado and Azatir. So I will say Azatir by split decision, just because why not, all right? And then, and then after, I guess Norma Dumont ranked at women's bantamweight, but this doesn't that doesn't count. After this whole card, we get to the co-main where we finally have a ranked opponent, all right? Jack Del Malena, feud. I mentioned him on the last two episodes. He is finally back. He's finally fighting. He was supposed to fight Sean Brady. He says he still wants to, but he steps down short notice this week. Currently ranked number 14 at welterweight. Definitely on the way up. He takes on Basile 
Let me get this. Basile Hafez. All right. Basile, 5 foot 11, 72 inch reach fight now. Pennsylvania. He um, is currently on a two fight win streak. Um, coming off a big knockout in February on Fury FC. He was in the main event. But he takes on Jack Della Malena. And I looked up. Jack Della Malena is 14 and 2. But get this. He started out his career 0-2. So he's on a 14-fight win streak. In the UFC, 4-fight win streak. All knockouts in round 1. Actually, a submission win. Last time against Randy Brown, even though he knocked him down. So Jack has not lost in 6 years. Um, Very good in the UFC so far. Yet to have a boring fight. I'm sorry, Bazil, but Jack Del Malena by uh, round 2 knockout. Hey, I think he can make it past round one, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. And, um, yeah, we get into the uh, main event. This has not been the most fun card to cover, man. I mean, there's just not that many good fights. And let's get into the main event. All right. Number three ranked Holly Helms will be taking on number 10 ranked Myra Bueno Silva in the women's bantamweight division. And all week. I was thinking about picking Holly Holmes. Actually, ever since this fight was announced, I just kind of wrote off my Bueno Silva. But then I realized I already don't care about it, so I'm going to root for the underdog. So I'm picking Mara Bueno Silva to win by knockout. But let me just give you a perspective as how much of an underdog she is. All right, Myra, two inches shorter than Holly Holmes, three inches less in reach, has eight less professional fights. But she is super good. She's on a little win streak here. And how about for Myra Bueno Silva? She beats three opponents, earns a five of the night performance bonus, two finishes, and finds herself. No, all the people she beat aren't that good, and she finds herself in a fight night against Holly Holmes. So, very interested to see how she does. Uh, her two losses are to Man of Yorat and a five of the night loss to Barina Maros. So, She's actually a submission specialist, which makes it more fun to root for a knockout, all right? As for Holly Holmes, I mean, not much to say for Holly Holmes. If anyone follows MMA, UFC, they know Holly Holmes. A legend, um, beat Ronda Rousey for the belt back in 2015, then lost it to Misha Tate, then lost a championship fight against Jermaine Duran to me, then lost a fight against Chris Cyborg for the belt, and then lost against Amanda Nunes. So she's actually... 0-4 in championship fights since beating Ronda Rousey. In um, recent years, she's currently 3-1 and since 2020, coming off a win over Giannis Santos earlier this year. Uh, and I thought she beat Kellen Vieira in their May, 20, May 21st, 2022 fight. So, Holly Holmes, not much to say about you. As for my Brazil, not much to say about her, but um, yeah. They're a very lackluster card this weekend, I will say, but it can easily be made up for with good fights, fight of the nights. Um, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the words to like keep this going, but it's just, it's just bad. It's just not a good card, so I kind of hope I'm proved wrong, but we'll see. All right, I'm sad the uh, I'm sad this segment was cut short. But um, is what it is, all right? It happens, you know, technical difficulties. And we'll improve, all right? Still working on filming, getting uh, 
get a little studio set up. We have a makeshift studio in my basement, but so far that's all we got, right? Um, let's see, any upcoming events in the NFL world, NBA world? As for MLB, I don't really follow MLB. If anyone wants to let me know how the Minnesota Twins are doing, that's my team. I claim them, right? Um, I, can, I don't even know who won the last World Series. Was it the uh, Royals? Maybe I'm a couple years behind. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's probably where we're going to end the podcast for today. Not the most exciting episode. Um, I'd say the highlight for me is going to be starting Secret Invasion. Looking very much forward to that. Um, looking to bring you future episodes about maybe some conspiracy theories, some movie reviews, ranking stuff. And uh, we're actually going to do an episode about how to get into uh, UFC along with how I get into fantasy football. Lots of fun topics, lots of fun things. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining with me. As we went over the card, I went over other topics. Um, new episodes will be coming out in the coming days. All right, we're just going to keep growing this. And uh, as always, if you want to be a special guest, let me know. I will have anyone on. All right, we can talk about anything. I will definitely find some talking points. All right, thank you all for surprising with me. I gotta think of a cool outro. I got nothing right now. Alright. Everyone, have an amazing weekend. Jesus loves you all. God bless. Goodbye.